0: Hey guys, this is the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. I'm Sam Holt, joined as always by Derek Tate. Derek, how the hell are ya?
1: The office is open. Fantasy football season is already upon us for a lot of us. In fact, oh yeah, it, never it, is. Here. it never stops here on the Fantasy Debate.
0: Never does. I just got another... Um, invite to a charity league and I said yes. And I, this was all after saying, I'm not doing any more leagues this year. No, I'm done. I'm tapped well, out.
1: We've, we've already, sure. we've already told, we've already had this discussion, Sam. You have to learn to say no to new leagues. Like,
0: I don't know how to say no to new leagues. It's just so exciting. I just love the drafting process. We're talking ADP today. Last week we covered quarterbacks. This week we are covering wide receivers. So, you know, you live and breathe this stuff. I just can't say no to more leagues. I just love the whole all the little minutia, the little tiny bits that go into drafting in the entire process so I just can't stop myself
1: it's my it, so this is most people get addicted to actual shopping in the real world this is yeah. my addiction of shopping like it shopping is. for the right price shopping for the right buys for fantasy football so yeah I'm ready to discuss my findings for the wide receiver position
0: I'm excited I I feel like this is what you and I do really well. Like when you sent me your list and I sent you mine, it's just like, Oh cool. We're opposite on this, but this is going to be really fun. So let's start with our overpriced players. And I feel like mine maybe feels a little hot takey. Maybe it's Whoa. not, but I think that Devante Adams is overpriced where he's at, but you got to hear me out. Cause I have a reason. Yes. Is he one of the top going to go into the record books as one of the best wide receivers? I think he is. He's an amazing receiver. However, his quarterback might be on an island somewhere. I don't know where he is. I don't know that anyone really knows where he is until he posts on social media that he's in Hawaii or that he's playing golf. or he's doing, That's Aaron Rodgers. We still don't know what's going on with him. So I feel like that puts, to me, a damper on Devontae Adams. Like, he, we just don't know what's going to happen this coming season is he still going to be an elite receiver? Yes. A hundred percent. If, if Jordan love ends up being the quarterback for the Packers, he's got an amazing receiver in Devonte Adams, but I think this cuts the floor out from beneath him just a little bit. So for that, I feel like I'd rather wait on that and get someone else later that I know has a bit more upside.
1: Let's do some real talk here. Let's do some real talk. I'm going <laughs> to ask you real questions and I want you to give your, your real gut feeling answers. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to play football in 2021? No. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Good. That's your good feeling. Uh, and like two,
0: ready for it.
1: If he were to play, do mm-hmm. you think it would be in Green Bay or is it going to be somewhere else and he forced his way out via trade?
0: I think if he plays in 2021, it's not with the Packers. And he wow. Out somewhere.
1: Look, I, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is completely bluffing or anything of that nature. I do think he's going to play football in 2021. And if he's going to be with the Packers, I can you ask, ask yourself of the quarterback needy teams where their situation is not solidified with one of the top five or 10 quarterbacks in the league, and in particular with ones that have already committed financially, right? Where is there really a better situation for him to compete for a championship in 2021 than Green Bay?
0: To compete for a championship this year... It's probably going to be a lot tougher, but I mean, you said it yourself and I love the spot that you said that he could end up. I love the idea of him going to the Broncos and working with that offense and making something new there. And I feel like Rogers is still young enough that he could put a couple more good years in. maybe not MVP caliber. Maybe he dials it back a little, but I still think he has enough in the tank for at least five more years to be a successful quarterback and get to a championship.
1: Look, there's a lot of hypothetical situations I love, Sam. Hypothetically, I would love to, to live in Tampa, Florida, you know, sit there and, and, and party and put a, put an actual dent in Lord Stanley's Cup for the back-to-back championships. The Tampa Bay Lightning just won. I'd love to be able to catch a Lombardi Trophy pass from boat to boat from the GOAT, Tom Brady. Like, there's a lot of things that I would love, hypothetically. But right now, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers GM, no matter what you think of him, is basically saying we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's he's a fool for trying to go head to head with the reigning MVP that's given you 16 years of greatness and is a future Hall of Famer. Like you're you're fighting an uphill battle that you're going to lose. But all that being said, and 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 Sam, I hear you, Devontae Adams is the Ferrari. Like, he's the actual visual piece of the car that you see, but the engine underneath that drives the whole fantasy value for him is Aaron Rodgers. So if Aaron Rodgers is not there, I understand completely that you're not wanting to take him at his current ADP, which is wide receiver number one. Um, That being said, I guess I'm just a little bit more confident that Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing football in 2021 as a Green Bay Packer.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I just have zero confidence in that fact. And that's what's holding me back from being more bullish on Devontae Adams. So for me, like looking at different stats on where they have him going, different ADPs and PPR and super flex, maybe make it to the second round. I'd rather have the DeAndre Hopkins of the world, the Calvin Ridley's. I'd rather have you know, go earlier and get Stephon Diggs. I'd rather re- get Stefan Diggs ahead of Adams for me. Like I just feel like there's other players I'd rather have. And for me, I feel like he, he's a little overpriced there. And so, that, so a little no
1: safer, a little safer with some of the other options. Yeah, a little safer. I just want
0: to feel safe with that kind of with taking a wide receiver That early, that value is so huge. You're putting so much investment in that. Right. I I don't want to second guess that pick. And I have second guesses when it comes to Adams. But that's enough on him. Who is your overpriced wide receiver this year?
1: The bad, bad A.J. Brown. How dare you? I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend A.J. Brown himself. I just look at his situation and where he's being drafted right now. Wide receiver six. Six, the sixth wide receiver off the board. Let me repeat that. So some of the other names you just mentioned, you know, D-Hop, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, or, sorry, D-Hop <laughs> is DeAndre Hopkins, but Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. Um, those are sure bona fide players that are pro- are going in front of A.J. Brown at the current moment. But right now, Brown is being selected over guys like Keenan Allen, by the way. Um also, Calvin Ridley's another name. Mm-hmm. And if we're also keeping track of this, it's Allen Robinson as well. Like, those are guys that I feel just as confident in moving into the upcoming 2021 season. Some would definitely argue about Allen Robinson, but I argue that if Allen Robinson has been able to post the numbers he has over the last two seasons, whether it's Andy Dalton or, or Justin Fields on our center, he's still going to be able to produce. So, and with Fields, I actually think that there's – a chance that he outperforms where he's being taken right now. But when it comes to AJ Brown, right. He had two off season surgeries, one on each knee. That's a little bit of a red flag.
0: Yeah. A little bit scary.
1: I mean, granted, neither of them were major, but they're still, you know, they're still off season knee procedures.
0: They're just like uh, a little bit of like that scope and cleanup work that they get in there in the off season, isn't it?
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, not overly concerning, but still just, you know, eyebrow raise and then, the other big eyebrow raise, they lost their OC, which really helped launch Ryan Tannehill's, you know, career rebirth, if you will, there in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith is now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And then you kind of look at Julio Jones being there. I mean, Julio's only been what? Arguably the best wide receiver over the last decade. and. Arguably. And last season when he was healthy, he was still very effective. It's not like he's on his last leg. Julio's going to come in there, and you can make an argument that Julio right now is still a better receiver than A.J. Brown. In fact, I would actually still make that argument, even though I love A.J. Brown. Run-heavy scheme, new target hog receiver in town, loss of the guy that, you know, has been calling the plays for Ryan Tannehill. All those things don't equal to me the wide receiver six in fantasy. I mean, I like Justin Jefferson more than I like AJ Brown, too.
0: I do love Justin Jefferson. I feel like, and he's taken around a similar low. He's wide receiver
1: seven right now.
0: Yeah. In terms of,
1: according to ADP.
0: Yeah. Uh, He's, I I love Justin Jefferson. I, I just, what I love about AJ Brown is he's just such a, just such a beast of a receiver that's going to go the extra mile. When he does make that catch, you're going to get the yards after the catch more so with him than you are going to get with other receivers. He's just that big of a, he's just that big of a guy. You can't take him down. It's just too difficult. He's, he's such a fun receiver to watch because he of the way he plays and his style of play is just such a fun, exciting thing. So for me, that's kind of difficult to let that go.
1: (laughs) I'm not trying to. I'm. Please, I, you feel offended by the. Pick. I do. I just, know, just like. I oh,
0: no, but he's. But he's AJ Brown. He's so. Good. I, I. I. do hear you though. On the in terms of the floor, the the potential ceiling that you get with him compared to other players, I hear you. I do hear you. I he can't. was
1: great on a per game basis. Um, his his touchdown output on how many targets and receptions he had was, was off the charts good. Look, he is a dynamic playmaker once the ball's in his hands. So I hear you on that. Like, he's great. Like, it's, it's, it's not debating whether A.J. Brown, in the right system and in the right situation, can't post a wide receiver one season overall. I mean, he's a slot dynamo hybrid guy that has long speed that you can move all over the formation. He can beat you short. He can beat you long. He can beat you on a screen pass and take it to the house. Like, A.J. Brown is that dude. It's just this offense. I don't know if the opportunities warrant spending that type of draft capital on him when I got other options that, in particular, Keenan Allen is just disrespected. Um, and I would much rather have Keenan Allen than A.J. Brown in 2021.
0: Yeah, I do think that Keenan Allen doesn't get the respect he deserves. And I think, I don't know if it's part of the whole mis- mystique or the one wonder that is the la chargers like since becoming la chargers i think maybe like he just you, you entered this market and to me like i just forgot about him i don't know what happened like it's i i, I ha- i'm at fault too it's not that i don't want to think about on, but i forget about him a lot
1: he's somebody cool. that can slip through the cracks because he's not the flashy guy he's not mm-hmm. fat he's not he's not a burner he's not a big play receiver i mean i shouldn't say he's not a big play he makes big plays but he's yeah. not He's not someone that wows you with his athleticism. He's just yeah. such a fundamentally sound route runner. Consistent. Yeah, yeah, so consistent route runner, great hand. I mean, Allen, Allen's just re- maximized his potential. Um, so I, I still love him though. I mean, I love what he does, and uh, I just prefer his situation uh, over AJ Brown's. And it's nothing against AJ Brown. I just just love Keenan Allen.
0: <laughs> All right, I hear you.
1: Somehow to... this turned into a Keenan Allen versus late round. This thing. was not
0: part of the show notes. We did not decide. Oh, we're going to give some Ke- Keenan Allen <laughs> hypes unnecessarily. But you know that's how it goes. Um, let's talk about late round value players. Um, okay. I've got Curtis Samuel as my late round value player, which I feel like is a little bit random in that Curtis Samuel is also maybe someone that people forget about a little bit. But what has it for me? is the confidence I have in Ryan Fitzpatrick and that connection I, I I'm not going to stop pumping know, the tires on this I, you're making a face and it's because I cannot get off this Fitzpatrick train I, I know. can't I can't it's just I can't stop with the love it's just there's so much of it there for me so for me I know obviously Terry McLaurin is going to be a fantastic combination with him that's gonna be great but Curtis Samuel is just getting forgotten. And I think that because he's getting so forgotten, you're gonna get a great value pick in him where he falls in a draft because he is going to have a good floor, not just a decent floor, a great floor with Fitzpatrick week to week. So for me, it's a little bit random. I know and I need to get off this train. I gotta get back on on, onto another train and maybe on the Washington football team too much but it's just because I love Fitzmagic. And I know that you appreciate him too. So don't even start making those faces.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Yes, he brings a smile to my face. He does. I, mean, I remember, trust me, I remember back from his Fitzmagic days, he played, you know, Jameis Winston off the football field and also took Deshaun Jackson's um, <laughs> whatever uh, jacket it was, fleeced it up, threw on some shades and, you know, was meme worthy for the rest of his life now. I love Fitzmagic. Yes, yeah. But you're very confident in Ryan Fitzpatrick you know basically spearheading a Washington football team attack um and i just I, don't get me wrong i do i think fitzpatrick can can make receivers fantasy relevant absolutely i mean i just think that that receiver is going to be Terry McLaurin and McLaurin's sure. going to continue to do his thing i get that. I, I just don't know there's a lot of unknown. That's the best way to put it. There's a lot of unknown when it comes to Curtis Samuel, right? I mean, he had, he did have a career year last year. Um, You know, was very pleased with what he actually put up as far as his targets, his numbers, and certainly Christian McCaffrey getting hurt out of the backfield probably helped with some of his receiving opportunities closer to the line of scrimmage, but he still had a hell of a year. I just, Don't know if I have the warm and fuzzies about the number two wide receiver in Washington. That's that's the part I'm having trouble getting past.
0: Okay. Let me sell you on the value though, because currently he's going in 10th, 11th round. That's so late. So if you're someone that is eyeing Terry McLaurin and you miss him, let's just say you miss him. You can wait until the 10th, 11th round and pick up a little bit of that Curtis Samuel. And you'll still have a little bit of that receiving floor You're not sacrificing a lot at that point. You're not.
1: You're definitely
0: not. You're not looking at running backs to fill in your squad. You're not looking at tight ends depending on the league that you're in. Like, that's just late round back cleanup. This is just like you're leaving the store and you're like, hey, I kind of feel like having a Kit Kat right now. So you throw it into the cart because you're looking down the aisle and you're like, eh, I don't want to leave the aisle line. But I could go ahead and take.
1: Well, see, that's you. the problem, though. Every one of these decisions is something that I'm willing to argue over. I'd rather have a Twix than a Kit Kat in the, you know, just as the throw in and into my shopping well, cart at the very you end. I want to go there. I know. Look, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Is even in these tenth, eleventh, twelfth rounders, I'm going to argue. I'm that guy at the draft, and I'm still going like that was a terrible pick. Like you know, <laughs> everybody rolls their eyes at. Love you. They love to beat me because I'm the guy that, you know, is, is criticizing your 11th round pick. Your, your all wide right, receiver fine. six.
0: Give uh, me your late round value pick. Who right. do you have?
1: I got Cole Beasley. This, this man. Guy. <laughs> I Okay. So let's, let's all just pretend like, you know, Josh Allen is actually being drafted inside the top five at his position. Right. Is he, or is he not? Where did he finish last year as, as far as quarterbacks go?
0: Didn't he finish top three? Top one, top one, one. the number one.
1: So the number one, right? So the number one guy can't just throw the ball to Stefan Diggs the entire time. Correct.
0: No, even though certain define Stefan Diggs players would like that.
1: Oh, I mean, he pretty much does. So let's, let's, let's not get carried away. But what I'm trying to get at is what have we seen from Cole Beasley with Josh Allen over the last two years? back-to-back seasons with over 100 targets. And did they really bring in anybody? Don't roll your eyes at me. No, I see not, it. No, that I was, it.
0: That was a subtle agreement nod. Okay. okay. That was me saying I like that number of targets. That was not an eye roll. Was,
1: I thought it was. But it was, anyway, I look I look like I have a blue tint over me. So yes, go ahead and roll your eyes at my camera. It deserves it. But um, Cole Beasley, I thought that you saw the the with Josh Allen's Progression as a quarterback, as a pure quarterback, right? We saw him, his efficiency with those 107 targets, um, jump. We saw his receptions jump to 82. We saw his reception or his yards go from up to nine sixty seven. I mean, yes, he's never been a high touchdown volume guy. He's probably never going to be, but as someone that moves the chains and gets consistent target flow, um, I still think that Cole Beasley is probably going to sneak into the top 30 is in PPR formats. So that's why when you're talking, he's the wide receiver, 52 off the board right now at 137 overall. Mm-hmm. The number two option, what I think is the number two option in that Buffalo passing attack with Josh Allen, uh, who we all expect is potentially going to contend for another MVP superstar type year. I just think that I'd want to have the number two option at that price tag. For the buffalo passing attack
0: you make a very compelling argument sir for cole beasley because yes that is very late for someone who is going to be paired with josh allen and absolutely love that connection they have i love the floor that you get with beasley i i like that
1: thank you That's I'm, I'm
0: not upset by that decision but let's roll on we've right. got breakout players to cover we want to make sure we get these names out there for the people However, maybe this is where my not surprising pick comes in. Okay. I don't want to not be surprising, but I just want to say that I feel like CeeDee Lamb is going to finish. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say like, I want to say he's a top 10, but I feel like he could, he could easily hit top five receiver this year. Just based on not just his own physical prowess and talent but he's going to have a healthy Dak Prescott this year who was on an amazing pace last year until his season was shortened but what I love looking at the stats for CeeDee Lamb despite not having Prescott last year after he lost him he still had an insane floor of targets he finished the year with 111 targets 935 yards and five touchdowns I mean I feel like what capped it last year was the quarterback play. He, why he didn't end up with more touchdowns. That's kind of surprising. He only has five, you but think? I feel like, I feel like this year with Dak, that number is going to at the very least double in terms of touchdowns. He's going to end up with at least 10 touchdowns. He's going to have over a hundred yards uh, targets again. I feel like it's going to be closer to the 120, 130 mark in terms of targets. So that volume, I just love for him. And I feel like, He's got the athleticism he, just to be that big play guy, just to get those single-handed grabs to make the play out of nothing when combined with his quarterback. Again, I am just very excited for him this year.
1: Look, I have, I'm going to be hard pressed to try to argue this point with you. Um, you know, the you only, love
0: Lamb? you don't love this, volume? Oh, no, I, don't I, love this I, guy.
1: Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I love CD Lamb, And you know, last year, I think that if Dak Prescott didn't get hurt, that we would be talking about CeeDee Lamb being the breakout receiver this year and possibly even going inside the top 12 at this position rather than Justin Jefferson. I mean, we'd be having – I still want to have that argument because the Dallas Cowboys are still going to struggle on defense. They're getting Dak Prescott back, which, by the way, those first four or five weeks where Dak Prescott was healthy – C.D. Lamb saw a healthy amount of targets, healthy amount of receptions, and you are damn skippy when he was pretty damn impressive, even when he had the likes of Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci under center. This team had to try to figure out ways to get him the football, and it wasn't always pretty. In fact, most of the times it was ugly once Dak Prescott went down. But Dak, I believe, is coming back healthy. I believe that he is going to – Pepper CD Lamb with targets, and they played CD Lamb out of that that very valuable slot position. And they, he, I mean, he's capable of going all over the place, mm-hmm. but I think that CD Lamb's going to see a bunch of work. In fact, I think he is the Cowboys wide receiver to own in what should be a very productive passing offense in 2021. So I, I can't really argue with that. I see the same type of ceiling slash ascension for CD Lamb in two, 20, 2021.
0: Take I'm on. with you. You don't want to be on that? I want to be on that plane.
1: Are you pi- you're so you're piloting the CD Lamb, you know, rocket ship that's going to yeah. take off? Okay.
0: Yeah, it's a, a Learjet and
1: I'm piloting it. Let's go. Okay, don't crash that shit into the sea. Please. Please, please, please. Hell, I trust no. you. I trust we'll you.
0: Into the stratosphere.
1: Fine. You go ahead and you go ahead and take CD Lamb and run with his hype train. Where the only the only argument is that I'm going to go ahead and try to go with someone that's a little bit further down the list because Ceedee Lamb, as of right now, is the wide receiver 15 off the board. So you're expecting yeah. him though to you're expecting him to produce it like a top 10, even a potential top five. I'm yeah. I'm
0: I'm guessing a top five potential. So I. I, I get that that jump isn't that crazy, but I think that where you get him later as he, where he sits, he is going to outproduce and be a top five wide receiver for you. So your breakout player is a little bit further down the list.
1: Oh, very, very like um, this is me calling my shot. Maybe I'm a fantasy hipster. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? I know what I'm talking about.
0: Talk Shoot about. your shot.
1: All right. At wide receiver 47 right now, say it with me. It's Laviska Chenault Jr. is the receiver to own in the city of Jacksonville. Not DJ Chark, not Marvin Jones. It's your boy LaVisca Chenault Jr. Okay. Okay. So you're so you're, no, you're skeptical. No, I'm not you're shooting skeptical.
0: my shot you're with skeptical. you. I'm just I'm just getting ready to hear this argument.
1: You're skeptical. Okay. So yeah. here's say it with me, this first part. The holy trio of quarterback play of Gardner Minshew, Mike Glennon, and Jake Lutton are no longer throwing the football to LaVisca Chenault Jr. Please repeat that. Uh, never mind. I'll do it myself. Those three are not throwing him the football for this year. No, it's not. Trevor Lawrence. His yeah, they have Trevor Lawrence now. Beautiful Golden Locks are now throwing him the football. Now I trust that. Yes. Sunshine, sunshine. Anyway, we also now have Urban Meyer and Daryl Bevel in town. And Urban Meyer, even dating back to his days at the University of Florida and Ohio State, loves to get the ball into the hands of playmakers. And by the way, LaVisca Chenault, in another world, could play running back in the National Football League. That's how dynamic this guy is once he has the ball in his hands. You thought AJ Brown was good, LaVisca Chenault just steamrolls defenders and DBs. Like that he is that guy with the ball in his hands. One of the things that was in at least makes me feel very encouraged, Sam. Not only is the quarterback play going to be far more consistent, right? With Trevor Lawrence under center, serious note. Chennault did a lot of his work in his rookie year despite all of the moving parts in the Jacksonville offense out of the slot. And I loved his win rates on in-breaking routes. Like, yes, could he, he's, he needs a little bit of polish when it comes to his route running. It's not always consistent. I mean, I saw him break off – defenders, including one against the Texans with a whip route, which was beautiful. But there's also times where he lets his body stand up. He lets his release isn't always super, super consistent. He's not as polished as someone like Justin Jefferson, for example, but his physical tools are up there with anybody in the NFL. And the fact that I saw enough encouraging signs for his ability to be able to get open in his rookie year, despite all of the problems uh, with the Jacksonville offense, Very encouraging. And we saw his targets, what, 79 last year with that hot mess under center? Hot mess. Hot mess. I actually think that he has a legit chance to go up to 100, 110, maybe even 120 targets. And I also think that he's going to carry the football somewhere between 5 to 20 times this season, which is kind of that Robert Woods effect where you just find a way to get the football into his hands.
0: Okay, my only thing with that is I – James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, could he carry the ball a little bit? Sure, but that's not a stat I would be banking on. I'm
1: not. That's why the targets are where I'm going with. I think his jump in targets is where I feel comfortable with. All right,
0: all right, all right.
1: I'm just mm-hmm. saying that you sprinkle that in, Sam. It's like, you know, if if you just – cooked a steak and you want to throw like a little seasoning on top, just a little bit. You're not, that's, that's all his rushing capabilities are going to give you, or just that little bit of seasoning, but a little bit of spice at the very end. It's not what you're basing the entire meal off of, but it gives it a nice kick.
0: See, if you had said butter on the steak, that's where you'd have me because I love adding butter to steaks. That's delicious.
1: How about the cherry on top? That's even better. The cherry on top of the LaVisca Chenault, you know, dessert that I think is going to eat all season long in the Jacksonville offense. Um, I, I Again, that's my guy. I just see he has the symptoms of a breakout wide receiver written all over him. That's my guy. And right now, 113 overall, wide receiver 47. I just see the, the upside with that investment being so enticing mm-hmm. that I'm going to have a ton of shares of LaVisca Chanel Jr. in 2021.
0: All right. All right. I I do like the value where you're getting him. I like the tasty treat that Trevor Lawrence is and that he brings to that offense. It's going to be a bit of a mixed bag. We're going to see a lot of different things happening. But I do like the idea of hitching a wagon to that train on the Chennault train. That is. I do appreciate that. Thanks guys so much for tuning in to our ADP discussion. We covered wide receivers. We'll be covering running backs next. Please follow Derek at detator four on all forms of social. You can follow me at uh, Sam Holt at Samantha R Holt on Twitter and on the Instagram at Sam underscore. Awesome guys. Thanks for listening to the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fancy sports questions in the members only discord right here at dr Roto.com.
1: fill out your prescription with a subscription how do you like that i like that very much Good. i'll just say later says the tater thanks for joining guys
0: all right bye guys